Welcome to another episode of Watch Rewatch, the podcast that examines the art of the rewatch in all of its forms. I'm Sean. I'm John. And we're back for season one, episode 10. This is the point of no return. We haven't been canceled yet. We haven't been renewed yet, so we're kind of in limbo, I guess. Uh, here's to the network. Hopefully, they're listening. Um, please give us another season. We need this. It's all we have. This this is our finale. You're saying no. We got more to go. We got more to go, but uh, you know this is a, you know this is the new thing now. Ten ep- ten episodes a season. That's what they do. Oh, they I'm, don't do more than that. I can't know? wait. I so, can't wait. Unless for... unless you're Netflix, you do thirteen. Which I think is a little too much. My, so, heart's, my heart's racing. This is the, the most exciting thing I've heard that, all year. That's it. Oh. So Woo. we're back. Uh, we're back for another week. We've been we've been busy. We've been busy little bees. We forced ourselves to be busy bees. Yeah, yeah. we. You know, this the those longtime listeners, uh, first time callers. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to use radio lingo here. Uh, we've been doing this now ten episodes. So some of you may remember uh, earlier in the season, um, we would watch films. And then talk about them, and two films, and talk about them in the same episode. It, it seemed easy at the time. It, it seemed, seemed easy like, at the oh, time. No problem. We lived down the street. And, yeah, and yeah, no big deal. Whatever, man. Internet and yeah. all my collections, and then what yeah, happened? totally, totally unsustainable as a as a as a, a, a I don't know a method a method or a structure a premise, for a show a philosophy. Two, if you think about it, two films that's four hours a week plus an hour of podcast recording. That's five hours a week. That's a fairly big commitment when you're both working full time. Right. So we were like uh, independent reviewers or no, we were just anyway, it was a way to, uh, it was a good way to get, yeah, to hang out and watch movies and it worked well, but it was just as a, as a hard commitment for the structure of the show, it didn't work. And we both watch enough stuff on our own anyways. We felt we had enough stuff to go through that, but we figured you know, now that we've been ten episodes in, we would. Oh uh, man! And ten episodes in our our catch up here. I'm trying to think. What do we do? We finished a miniseries. We watched a movie, and we went through how many main titles of just movies just to get a flavor. Yeah, we we, we did a, a kind of a a, a smorgasbord. Oh, we of, went on a bender of yeah. like of content. Uh, we yeah, just, a content bender. We put all that bender shit in a blender and and chugged it in our eyes and uh, absorbed a, a, a content. Bender Blender mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, CBB. Yeah, so we, CBB, Comedy Bang Bang, shout out to... Is there an exclamation point at the end of that? Comedy Bang Bang? I don't I don't think so. Okay. CBB. CBB, Comedy Bing Bong. They have a bunch of different nicknames. So yeah, this week we ended up uh, checking out a couple of things. We watched LA Confidential, which I'd never seen. We finished the uh, Cartoon Network miniseries Over the Garden Wall. O-T-G-W. OTGW. Oh, that works, I guess, because I dot, mean, Orange is the New Black has that, right? Dot AVI. Dot AVI. No, yeah, I guess that's maybe an AVI, not an MKB. Anyways, I like that some. So Whoa, I got a, that's pretty. Good. I got a shout out last week for the HEVC compression comment, and I was like, I did not expect that to catch on. So clearly, our our, our listenership is arguably as nerdy as we are. Wow. So yeah. that's and, a I, plus. and I felt very and uh, educated. You know, there was a, there was something in my brain that I just lodged out. Um, did you ever watch that Disney show Pepper Ann? You hear this? Like Pepper Ann. Oh yeah. Didn't they have a theme song like a with her name in it? Yeah. yeah Pepper Ann. Yeah. Pepper Ann. With you know something. red hair and yeah. you know whatever. There's an episode where she's trying to study and it's all these Pepper Ann personalities in her brain trying to like cram it all and they're like, no, you don't need this. You'll you know we'll take out piano lessons so you can learn this and I feel like I just that just happened last week with the H the H E V C compression. See how well that worked? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. All right. 
So I guess let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the the biggie the biggie of the week L A Confidential L dot A dot Confidential Yeah I this is a movie that I had no idea about I remember seeing the poster when I was a kid and that's it I knew nothing about it I never I didn't even look it up on Rotten Tomatoes I'd never read anything about it I I actually knew nothing wow. about going any, in very blind totally blind yeah. and I didn't know any of the players involved uh, so totally cold great great experience very refreshing. And John and I actually have made a pact to see another film coming up, going in cold. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going in I'm going in slightly warm though now because IMDb is bad. I go on IMDb and I go to the top news and like yeah. you scroll yeah. and it's like Cure for Wellness reviews come in and the headlines are you know just attention okay. grabbers. I'm I'm trying to get you to go in as cold oh, as I really you can. want to, but so far it's not bad. And the people hated the man's Lone Ranger, and uh, you know some people can appreciate some moments from it, but. Anyway, this looks fun. This looks different. Yeah, and, uh, that's it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get John to go but, cold uh, turkey. L.A. Confidential. I'm thinking to myself, why was I trying to force it on you? I don't remember. I but don't know. You know, you know what? I force think... it, right? Because like we're in this like struggle here. It's like no, do it. You gotta watch this content over the Garden Wall miniseries. Do it. Yeah. No, you were you weren't forcing me. You were strongly advocating for sure. it. Sure. And I see why. It's a big. It's a. It's a big. It's a movie with a capital. There's a M. lot to take in. There's it's from so many angles. It's not a movie. It's a movie. Right. And now we. Like a... How do you know? Like I. I remember what's the direct Neil Laboot. He did Nurse Betty, and he did uh, In the Company of Men with Aaron Eckhart. He wasn't the director of that. No, but he was a. He's a big playwright he did actually did that terrible remake of the wicker was man was he the writer of of uh no i'm this is a side thing i'm gonna come back but oh, like okay. he uh he had said that the reason you do a play is if all the scenes take place inside and you make a movie because there's a scene that takes place outside that's the only difference and now i feel we're in a world where i can't tell the difference between if this should have been a miniseries or a movie like super eight feels like it's now a stranger things miniseries right and it's like sometimes you watch something like any legal show it's like or there's this jessica Chastain movie that came out this Christmas called Miss uh, something where she plays a lobbyist why do we need to see a movie about a lobbyist we could see a TV series about that I think LA Confidential is something that might be a miniseries nowadays however I'm, I'm glad it was a movie because if it was a miniseries it would be padded the fuck out it would get all, all sorts of you know extra stuff to kind of fill out 10 episodes or even 8 episodes but it, it, it was it's very taut there's not a wasted minute in, in it even no. though it's 2 hours and 14 18, minutes 14 minutes 18, 18 minutes. with like we went all the way to the end with this one we yeah. watched it all the way to the dedicated to Jack Vincennes yeah because they actually had a couple of post credits little LA Confidential. What a fabulous studio picture. Yeah, it's a big Hollywood movie. Warner Brothers, Warner Bro Dot Pictures. Yeah, and uh, so the film stars... uh, uh, No order. No order, but first time in American films, you're saying Russell Crowe, his first American, his American debut. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, T-I-L... Me saying yeah. that. Uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Yeah, it's stacked. Uh, uh, Kim Kevin Basinger. S- Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Being very Kevin Spacey, too. Kind he, of the like, oh, Really hey, very? Baby, I like, thought he was so restrained. I thought he was just such a like a ghost of like a, a no, relic but, of a cop. And then he asks him in that scene, why did you become a cop? And then he's like, I don't remember. No, man. He, was, he had all that <laughs> panache because he was Hollywood he had Jack. panache, yeah. Um, I read uh, on IMDb, of course, um, that the studio wanted to condense all those actors. They didn't want three actors to be... Uh, it's pretty labyrinthine. There's right. a lot to follow. And uh, yeah, there was just so much fun about it. So you have this good violent, violent, violent In- Incredibly movie. violent violence movie. violence rose to such lengths. Yeah, so I guess for the sake of you know people who haven't seen it, 
uh, I won't give away everything, but it's been a while. The this statute of limitations and spoilers. Well, uh, this was my millionth rewatch, and even yeah. like there's some elements to it, like the whole. Um... Yeah, you know what? Here's what I'll say: If you don't want to hear about spoilers for LA Confidential, just don't stop. Turn stop listening to the episode right now. Sure, I, I mean, feel like most yeah. people don't care. Once we name drop stuff, and I feel like yeah. spoilers in a way is another way of shading your experience of it. Yeah, you know, it's like when I would watch a movie in French in its entirety, I wouldn't understand it, but when I watch it in English, it's a whole new movie. Yeah. So the the film centers around uh, a whodunit, um, and you get you know a couple of real archetypical characters. You get Russell Crowe as the the enforcer, the muscle, the muscle. The, He's well, you he know, played a guy but named with the heart of gold. You know, sort of, sort of. He smacks Kim Basinger in that movie twice in the cheek. Yeah, well, that's it. He becomes what he doesn't want to be. He, the the whole... sound in that movie too, the cocking of the guns and the punches they pull and the the wood that breaks. Like I remember the sound when they take the DA's head and bash it through the uh, the window. Mm. The sound of the the furniture just breaking and it's so violent. Yeah, it's an incredibly violent movie, um, but it it not it doesn't seem uh, excessive or not kind at of all gory. Coming it's just, from the director of Eight Mile. Oh, it, it was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, so you get you get Russell Crowe <laughs> and in her shoes with Cameron Diaz, Shirley MacLaine, and Tony. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Tony, Tony. Oh Christ, yeah. Colette. Yeah. So um, yeah, you get the you get the few archetypal characters. You get the the muscle with the heart of gold. You get the kind of the the, politi- the brown nose. Yeah, the brown nose, the, the politically savvy keener. Yeah, the, um, the little nerd. Yeah, but he's got but like he's got a he's, backbone. He's yeah. got like he can stand up for himself and not yeah. be liked yeah. and not need that. This guy Pierce's character, very moralistic. Uh, and guy and, Pierce carrying that movie. I remember as a kid. Yeah, like, and he's got the face for it too. That angular face. Really looks like somebody like how do you, you know. Ca- how do you cast that movie with no big stars as like the main guys? Like Spacey, I think at the time was just the supporting actor winner for Kaiser Soze. Right, spoiler. And then you got uh, Basinger. I mean, right. That was that was her. She was, I think, the hottest of the actors uh, career-wise. She also looks pretty good in that movie. Just saying, but um, yeah, she was I think the biggest actress of the of all of the people in that, aside from maybe Danny DeVito, right? DeVito too. Wow, like you yeah. just keep name dropping, and uh, yeah. the director I think had made a couple of B movies, like or like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle is the movie. Have you heard of this? I keep I like the title, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, but the guy who made LA Confidential did this movie. Rebecca mm-hmm. De Mornay is a scorned uh, woman, uh, ex-wife of a doctor who molests a pregnant woman. And so the doctor kills himself when the pregnant woman admits it. So the girl, uh, Rebecca de Mornay, goes and becomes the nanny to the pregnant lady and then starts to take over the baby and the family and create and killing people. Jesus. It's a really fucked up movie. Wow. And so you just wouldn't expect that kind of... It's kind of like Adam McKay winning an Oscar for Big Short. It's like, yeah. oh, here's a guy with a respectable career, but you would never imagine him making this like very important well-written movie big short is a well-written movie and la confidential is a well-written movie yeah it's very very taut very tight you know there's not a lot of wasted time or wasted uh uh, exposition everything kind of so you're you know you're in and out of a scene in that classic way where show don't tell you know they, they, they they get to the point real quick um there's a little bit of uh, expository flashback, which is, I think, a period of the time. There was Sometimes, flashback in there? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, it was this person, and they flashback. Oh, right, they do and, that and Spinotti they, thing. And where they like, show, yeah. like, who they're talking yeah. about, and I was like... It's... Just to remind people, because the names, like... There's a lot of people. A lot, in of, it, na- you know? a lot of first and last names in that movie. Yeah, so they, they, they try and kind of help They play along. with the noir, they play with the yeah. studio, and it's... It's a neo-noir, yeah. yeah. It's a... And the Basinger character, you're what? Well, I went into the LA Confidential thinking, this woman won an Oscar, so therefore this performance should be like, you know, 
just not, museum worthy. No, you know, it's, not, it's not. But then good. that's the thing. So you're scrutinizing every every essence of that, which isn't fair. It isn't fair. You, you're, you know, it's not a bad performance. No, but, but she plays a very soft. But then you're also going in with the rules of the noir. She should be the villain. She should be the Jessica Rabbit, you know? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, she's, she's, she not, has, she's she not the femme fatale. Bl- she has nothing to do with the plot of that movie in the bit. And there's a part in the movie where Guy Pierce asks her, do you know all these main players? And she goes, no. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a film It's a film that's, I guess, you know, it's, it's about bad men. It's about bad men doing bad things and, you know, a couple of them trying to maybe do the right thing, fighting against their, their worst natures. But, you know, I guess to use the parlance of today, you know, it's a film about toxic masculinity, you know. And, oh, uh, my God. That, yeah. You know, it's a little bit of a buzz term. But it, I opens mean, with a, it opens with wife beating and it opens yeah. with quick vengeance of wife beating. But yeah. He's a hypocrite in the end. And, he's a uh, hypocrite. And, yeah, there's all sorts of, you know, the the sexual politics, the racial dynamics of that movie are, are you know, of an era. Uh, and not to say they're of the 50s. They're clearly like 1990s, late 90s Hollywood trying to, you know seem progressive but or being allowed to be progressive it's yeah. like showgirls in a way it's like that movie got away with like not comparing i could compare showgirls to la confidential in a way because just the violence and just the extreme ways that studios allow movies to go in those times or in those days because like i feel like the if you look at la confidentials you know like the girl that was the mexican girl and the, who was on tied to the bed and just how can you allow that uh yeah there's a pass? lot of there's a lot of race stuff in the movie that like is supposed to be you know talking about the racial dynamics of the the early 50s when the movie took place but it's 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 a little weird there's some stuff that's like eh which we're not is mentioning fine. we're not mentioning the author at all cuz James Elroy the guy oh, who right. wrote the book like he's got a whole library of books exactly like apparently LA Confidential's the third in their book right. and so it, i think it's just a movie that wants to have fun yeah it's and like a, it's a fun r-rated and movie. i think there's a danger in evaluating earlier movies with today's cultural sensibilities too strongly you know that that idea that like you know this film you know some films you know early films contain scenes of racism and i think it's important to understand that and yeah. contextualize it but to be like well fuck this shit this is terrible bunch of racists you can't even watch this because you're a racist and it's like well no i think there's always there's always you know look at it and be critical of it but you know understand that it was made during a certain time period and there's there's a constant evolution people will probably look at the films we make today and go how could they do that today why didn't they go further yeah why didn't they go further you know so all, all that aside i think it's a it's a, a pretty strong film and and it's you know on your watch would you rewatch it I would rewatch it. There's a, so much There's going so much on, to and it's a, it's a big movie. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't it doesn't stop entertaining you for a minute. It was a movie, and I ca- there were moments that crept crept in. Like, why is this a movie? Why isn't this anything else? Yeah, and, and it, it is a big movie. It is an incredibly Los Angeles movie, and I know people. That's a topic of discussion right now with La La Land. La La Confidential. You, know, you can mix. You could remake it as Russ, uh, Ryan Gosling as Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, and Guy Pearce in each role, and Emma Stone could play the Kim Basinger character. And uh, you would get uh, who's short, or you just get Devito to play Devito again. Get him to play Frank from <laughs> It's Always Sunny. Every that was the other problem I had watching the movie is I'm so used to f- to Frank, which is Devito, yeah. Devito's character from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who is basically a tr- like a human troll. 
you know, you know, when he talks about what he wants uh, people to do after he dies, like, yeah, just throw my body in the trash, you know. So I, that's and then Devito, so, spoiler alert, gets killed in the movie. Oh, well, before he gets bludgeoned, yeah. in the kidney, little, oh yeah, little Devito kidney and massive Russell Crowe yeah, fist. Yeah, Russell Crowe's doing body blows on on Danny Devito, and then he's eventually killed. And then Suffocated. when I saw his dead body, I was just like, ah, eh, throw it in the trash. <laughs> You know, Poor so. Devito. That's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was great. It, I, a friend of mine lost a cat, and he called up the city, and they told him to do the same thing: throw it in the trash. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Unceremonious. Yeah, <laughs> like do a ceremony, well, put it in a shoebox or something, and then throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> like whip it into the, the trash. The whip it, or like yeah. the underhand toss. Oh God. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a pretty great film, and I like I like its use of Los Angeles as kind of a, another character in the film. And I know it's so trite and everybody it's so overdone, but I love like 1950s Los Angeles. I love seeing it. It's such a great thing. All those to see. beautiful cars parked because everyone drives in Los Angeles. Yeah, and little flavors like LA Comp. Have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes, yeah. Those are beautiful like uh, father-son kind of movies. Like you can watch Roger Rabbit grow up and show him LA Confidential, kind of put the two side to side. Like LA is, stories is, about is, Hollywood. I can't remember though. It was Ro- Roger Rabbit it takes place also in, oh yeah, it does in Hollywood. Yeah. They have Bob Hoskins as an agent. No, he's the investigator. Oh, who's the, isn't there an agent? Like a, like a, a Hollywood there's movie? R.K. Maroon runs the studio. Uh, Marvin Acme is kind of like the right. overlord but of that. But there's a lot of like, fi- like 40s and 50s um Hollywood iconography in it, right? Cartoon wise, cartoon wise, but right. also like in the live action stuff, they're in like the like lots, like studio. Yeah, lots there are and studio stuff. lots. Joel yeah. Silver's in it as a cameo. Oh, great! Um, but the, but the two, I like the. It plays with noir and it's fun. It's a good studio picture, and studios have clout. And I think like I don't know how many, how many. What have we done? We've done Primary Color, Showgirls, and all these ones. I'm wondering who, which studio is the best movie so far? Is the best studio? Is the best studio? Hitting, I think. We've seen a lot of Warner Brothers, and I think they're Caddyshack and uh, this one, LA Confidential, are two for two. Two for two, yeah. The, yeah, the, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it changes decade to decade yeah. what, what they're doing. And a, last pay, a last place network. I guess all of them are last place network now because Trump has got everyone not watching them. What do you mean? Like all the last place networks. Like no one cares about networks anymore because, you know, Trump's like, oh, it's all fake. It's all terrible. All these networks are shit. Just watch one. Yeah. Although TV TV ratings are still doing, you know, like traditional television is not doing it. Doing Do illegal well. downloads help the, the status of a show? No. Not at all? Well, no. maybe in the revival sense, it's like, oh, this show sucked it, and people downloaded it. Illegal downloads generally don't, don't help a show uh, uh, in any meaningful way aside from maybe getting it into the cultural zeitgeist. There you go. But beyond that, yeah, beyond you're not, that, it's I mean, not, you're not getting a measurable difference in, in viewership. And if you don't get the viewership, the ad money's not there. If the ad money's not there, then the network right. is going to cancel you. So, But you might come back in three years if it's viral. It, y- yes. I mean, if, it, if it's, it, but I think that era has passed. You know, that was like when Family Guy was on and, and right, got Right, Arrested Development came and, and these yeah. guys had their chance and they proved that it's no, you can't catch lightning in a spoon twice a year. <laughs> I, that expression. And there's like a bottle <laughs> and there's like good luck in it and lightning hit it. Hit it. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, well. But I'll, The I'll, networks didn't do it and, and it worked. Yeah. 
And uh, so, I don't know. Um, I don't know how we got on networks. Well, because the studios. Oh, and, the studios. Uh, yeah. And the rewatching of okay. LA Confidential. I'm trying to fl- follow the plot lines of our episodes better, but like I get lost easy, and that's become a running gag a little bit on LA, the show. LA Confidential is a big labyrinth, too. But I like... I, I kept, oh, you I'm, see, you tied it back in. See, what I liked about LA Confidential, because I've seen it so many times, is I thought of a shoe. And I just thought of the movie was just putting all these laces in the holes of the shoe. And then when you were ready to tie up the shoe, which is the, sh- the, the end of the movie... All of a sudden, it all makes sense. All yeah. these characters are now like closing in together. A lot of them are offed off. Yeah. And David Strathrain from Good Night and Good Luck just graces us with that. Like a little bit of Clark Gable, a little bit of uh, just that movie star panache. And the that careers. Thin, the thin mustache. The careers of all those people, just elegant. None of those actors, I would say in today's day, February, thank God you changed your calendar, February 8th. <laughs> 2017. Just a, just an aside. Every time we record here, it's in my home office. I always forget to change the calendar. John, the only reason I have a calendar that's the current month is because John always notices and reminds me. So that means that we've been doing out, a lot of shout uh, out to John. Wow! <laughs> shout out to the the cool design. Oh yeah! Shout out to uh, Paper Pusher. Paper Pusher. Uh, if uh, take a look, paperpusher.com. Cool. They Colors they do. Neat. Yeah, it's a risograph printed uh, uh, calendar. Uh, J.P. King does all the artwork, um, and uh, him and his wife, uh, uh, they, they do all sorts of incredible uh, uh, artworks and stuff. So check them out. They're great. Yeah, i like to see their version of the L.A. Confidential poster. Probably very minimalist. Pro- you could say that is the poster of L.A. Confidential in their eyes, and they'd be like, I, don't, I guess I get it. John's referring to the, the art on the February month, which is just a bunch of abstract, risograph-printed right. stuff. So um, I'll take a picture. I'll so put it on the website. None of those actors, their careers... I feel have been tarnished. Not even. And at least Kevin Spacey's still doing great. Crow, Pierce, uh, Bass. Uh, Basinger has her Oscar. She'll always be. Yeah, Basinger's not really. Although, you know, it's like that whole Hollywood and women, you know, you get past. She gets Alec Baldwin age. money. Yeah, but I mean, career wise, she got stiffed, but that's just because Hollywood sucks. Maybe she's doing plays we're not seeing. Yeah. I, but she's not. Maybe. But she's not doing movies, that's for sure. Maybe she is. You know, she does. She pops up sometimes, actually. She was in uh, some, some. Eight Mile. Eight Mile, but there was a Jason Statham one, I think, that she was in. Oh, uh, the cell- Cellular? She was in that one. Yes. But that was yeah. also the same year. That's almost a decade ago. That's crazy. So, yeah, I haven't seen anything recently. Gene Hackman's still around. Where the hell is he? Gene Hackman? No, he retired. Oh. I think he, like, made a whole thing about retiring from His, filmmaking. Okay, sure. Yeah, which is, I thought he was dead. So, I mean, good for him for not being dead and also taking time off from working. I guess I don't know, but uh, again, like uh, De- Devito, like the, the actors, the caliber of that cast and and all the talent involved. Spinotti, like what's another Dante, Dante Spinotti? Dante Spinotti DOP movie. AIC. Can you uh, name another one? A Dante Spinotti film? Not off. I think Titus maybe. I think he did Julie Tamor's Titus. Possibly, he's maybe. a you know one of those. I think of him in like. I think he did Red v- Dragon. Vittario with, uh, Storaro. Brett Ratner. Vittorio. You know? Vittorio. 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 I think of those guys as kind of the same school that like. Classically trained Italian cinematographers, uh, you know, yeah. who are they kind get, of they get uh, they get lured over to America from the it. Fellini side. Yeah, and they do that real like you know expressive you know European style of cinematography. Right. Although the film in uh, I was reading about how they shot it because uh, you had brought this up and I noticed too they don't they don't shoot it that much like a noir. It's shot more modern. The and sun comes in and a Los lot Angeles more sun isn't... and it's brighter. And they they made a, a specific choice to shoot it in a more modern style they didn't want to do 
like a scene by scene kind of like remake of those kind of movies. They wanted to do, and you know, that like, look is so specific. It's it, so specific, and and to really be kind of that it, neo noir. It's so modern. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's it a much more modern looking yeah. film. It's beautiful looking, and it's still they very use the Hollywood. real sets. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard. But uh, it's a big love letter to to everything you like about movies. I think that's why. I yeah, watch it. and the Jerry Goldsmith score You've got a good and score. Like, and like this scene, I want to, I want to show you this scene on my phone. I'll know if I've got it. Well, it's the scene with the keys, right? Is this is this a little musical bit? No, it's a it's a nothing bit. Remember that? It's the. Oh, you'll hear it. Oh yeah, it's okay. So John just showed me a little clip from the movie. <laughs> And it's it's the most perfect key throw I've ever seen in a movie. Is it? It looks spontaneous. Crow didn't know. It didn't look like. Yeah, he, he didn't know he, it was coming. I wonder so how many takes they did. Yeah, so they're in. They're in David Strathairn's home. They're in Pierce Patchett's. Yeah, Pierce Patchett's home. Oh, he had just been murdered, and they're like, "We got to go out." And so they, uh, it appear, uh, uh, Guy Pierce throws Russell Crowe. They both have to do something independently. Yeah, he, oh. so he throws him a pair of keys, and it's just the the most perfect catch I have ever seen and they do that sometimes in movies but this one it looks off the it cuff looked, it looked spontaneous that and was it looked probably important. like 70 takes to get that well it's it's kind of like one of those miracle shots it's like uh, Fincher has that in Dragon Tattoo when uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know this Craig is just walking into a room and he closes a fridge and a water bottle is rolling off the fridge and so Craig does this kind of like actor catch and then gracefully places it on the counter and that was off the cuff that was off the cuff and Fincher Whoa. was like that's in the movie whoa but i feel like that happened in there because that also too it solidifies their partnership when they've been enemies the whole movie yeah. just that like they're on they're on the same wavelength that it's the bro key throw that the oh, bro key throw yeah just uh, like all right we got this we're uh, doing this you the, know and there's throw yeah, the keys it catch was just and the yeah the, so the, much the, the one-handed shotgun pump oh yeah although i find key throws are something that i've you know movies have made them seem cool you ever try to what do a, it in real life impossible i always miss you could put that I in a hit too hard in the chest oh yeah it's <laughs> like oh what? well un you underhand it right underhand it yeah that's well, how they did it in this movie yeah you under underhanding it's the best way you can overhand it if you have you need to do that if you have more distance what we call the bro key throw the broke throw. Yeah. But don't do it in real life. Nine times out of ten, you're going to scratch your Can car. Can you unlock your car with your telephone? Uh, if you have like a Tesla. Ah. Or something like That's that. That's all you need. Yeah. But if you lose your phone, you can't get in your car. Like you have a combination. Yeah, key. you'll have keys You too. spent the million dollars for a reason. It'll be smart Yeah, they'll be. Voice yeah. activation. Send you an email code. Te Elon Musk will come and unlock your car for you. Through hologram. Yeah, only holograms. Hologram through syringe. The syringe holograms. Mm -hmm. They inject him into you? They inject it into the, the atmosphere. So, like, you, you press the syringe and it comes out like a ghost. Like the poster for Cure for Wellness. Have you seen the poster for Cure for Wellness? No, I haven't. That's okay. The LA Confidential poster is good. It has Kim Basinger yeah. as, sec, it, or it, as, the, as the buxom. Yeah, it, yeah, Kim Basinger in repose. You know, just like in an S-shape kind of. The VHS poster is a lot of uh, layered of actors. It goes Basinger, Spacey, Pierce, Crow. Uh, Cromwell, DeVito in like a Iris kind of on a telephone oh. comedy thing. The poster for that is just actors' faces and like Hollywood in the back for we, VHS. We haven't actually talked about Cromwell. I got to give Cromwell some some. You some said that for... oh they always cast him in this. It was the exact opposite in '97 because in '95 he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Babe for playing a farmer. Yeah, and he was, I guess that maybe uh, it was threw the everyone start. off. It was the start of him because he's yeah. played the big bad. He's played bad. George Bush. Yeah. He's played an evil Nazi alien doctor on a Ryan Murphy American yeah. Horror season. He also played uh, 
uh, Doctor Something Something in the Star Trek movie. I should know his name. <laughs> the guy who, uh, but he well, was uh, something... so. This was before Babe. Then, if he was in a Star Trek movie, like yeah, ninety four. Uh, Which one? Uh, uh, um, First Contact. Or maybe he's that was a, later. He was in First Contact. No, yeah. no, no. It wasn't he, 94. Oh, yeah, that oh, was 97. I know. It's like Isram Bizram. It's like Bizram Bizram. Dr. Wolfram. No, it's like, uh, it's uh, Dr. Jeffram Wolfram <laughs> Jeffram. It's, no, Bizram McCoy or something. Uh, I can't That's remember. Terrible. I'm going to keep yeah, butchering it. I know. It's like an Atlas rocket that has like warp nacelles on it. And they yeah. do their no, first I, I know. warp it's, flight. Oh, it's like Atticus Finch or something. Like that. <laughs> it's Atticus Finch, yeah. So anyways. Big, yeah, the Star Trek people go back in time and help Boo Radley. See, I've thought about that. If you just like do the Lost Island, you mix everything. Like you take uh, take every TV show and put them on the Lost Island. So you have Kiefer Sutherland from Twenty Four helping John Hamm from Mad Men. You know, as a as a a movie? No, it's just a TV show. It's just like a blender of everything. Like Roger Rabbit had the Warner Brothers Disney cartoons. You would have all those popular TV cultures on one show. On one show, the mega show. Well, when when ratings tumble and nobody's watching anymore. Everybody, all the networks will get together and go. We need, we need a gimmick. We need a well, catch. Well, I, I don't know if the, all the networks did that, but the networks did that. You I get think, crossovers that happen now. The '80s or the '70s, there was like this drug awareness campaign, and uh, all these people came together. And so well, it's like, like We Are the World, right? You know, you have uh, a bunch of together. actors and celebrities yeah. singing. Together. I mean, they, they brought attention to drugs. More people are doing them. <laughs> That's true. This is your brain on drugs, egg cracking into a frying pan. But it's pan. not. Remember those? No. But the mutant. You never saw. Wait, hold on. You never saw the egg, like, and it's in a pan that's too hot. They crack it into Isn't there. Is that a joke in a, in a something? Well, it, it is now because it was like a major pop cultural thing. They would oh. do they would do an ad, and it was like a pan that was ripping hot, and they crack an egg into it. It just really bubbles and boils, and it goes, this is your brain on drugs. Okay. Don't do drugs. Okay. So yeah. it's like, well, my, I don't know. I, like, I like eggs, so... I'm going to give my gonna, opinion on the matter of that. Yeah, I'm going to do drugs because I like eggs, I guess. That was my logic. Television I was a was, kid. I didn't know. Television was so informative. Yeah. But uh, LA Confidential, just walk away, have fun. Two hours. It's a movie. It's a solid good movie. It's a capital M movie. It's got it's, it's got sex. It's movie. got murder. It's got I like sex and murder come one after the, the other. Gunshots, the gunshots, the murders that happen in that There's movie. There's a lot of like yeah, old school Hollywood violence before they could CGI murder. the violence in that movie. Before they could CGI blood and stuff. Before it was before it was legal to murder in Los Angeles. That's a Norm McDonald joke after an OJ trial. I've been watching Jeez. so much Norm McDonald a weekend update. The man just on yeah. fire. And nobody laughs. In the in those uh, clips, nobody, that's great. nobody laughs, that's and, he, great. and he goes on to the next one, yeah. and it's it's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, there were um, no, there were no laughs to be had at over the garden wall. Over the garden wall, yeah. So yeah. this is the second thing. There was a a, a no Cartoon laughs. Network miniseries, Over the Garden Wall. He the John, you can lay the groundwork a little bit. So there was an animator. Did he he worked on other shows at, at one point? Yeah, the, I think Patrick McHale. He made uh, his stint, I guess, doing some Adventure Time or Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. But the Cartoon Network is great because they make these ten minute episodes. Yeah. And they get you feel like you are watching a thirty minute episode in the ten minute cartoons because yeah. there's so much going on. But I yeah. guess in the groundwork of this, are two brothers who are lost in an unknown forest in an undisclosed time, and they come across spirits and mysteries. And every episode is kind of self-contained. And yeah, it's it, it's this show that has its own mythology, and they start to lay the groundwork for it. It, it it's pretty heavily steeped in a you know uh, it seems like what, American Gothic. What um, is American Gothic? Yeah, well, I just don't know what that yeah, is. just. Um, it, uh, American like, witch, like like with the witchcraft trials or the it's American folklore stuff with you know I guess European or Germanic twists and just you know it seems like it's pulling from a bunch of different folkloric traditions and uh, it's it's for the, children for children but sort of not it's pretty dark it's scary 
the humor is 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 it's, spot it's uplifting. On. Very yeah. uplifting. It's funny. Um, Elijah Wood plays like the, the kid, and so his voice, you know, lends a lot to the child's uh, naivete yeah. and just uh, yeah. Uh, he has the perfect voice for that like teenage kind of that that unsure the teenager. woe is me kind of thing. Yeah, he's a little emo. He's, he's followed he's, around by his like upbeat little brother and pissed he, off at him all the time. Yeah, the little brother is one of the funniest characters in the show. He's like, so memorable, and now you're going to see more people wearing that duo costume at Halloween parties. Yeah. So the little the little brother I like because the little brother is vo- also voiced for real by a kid. Yeah. And uh, the, he wears a teapot on his head because they were going out at Halloween, and he was like, "I'm an elephant," and he's, he has a teapot spoiler. on his spoiler. Yeah, such a spoiler. Such I was a spoiler. so. Here's the thing about that spoiler. I was so mad that you didn't like that spoiler. Yeah. I, I was just like, "That's I, this is the Sean." Like, I can't wait. This is the yeah. dog food part. Burnt. And yeah. then I just and it's, I and I totally sided with your point of view because exactly yeah. the rules are now. It fell flat. So, uh, spoiler alert, or I guess you know we, we spoil everything on this show. Um, you won't remember. You, you won't remember, and it's still worth watching. Totally worth watching. And for me, the spoiler doesn't change anything. <laughs> not, not that you have a good memory. Not that you don't have a good memory, but yeah. like you know, we're gonna we're gonna men you in have black. The ability we're gonna to... men in black erase your memory at the end of this episode. Or we're gonna not. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's ten episodes, and throughout the episodes, they're kind of wandering through different realms of this uh, uh, kind of... I think it's called The Unknown. The Unknown, this like folklore, wasteland sort of thing that like is everything... It's like harvest season. That's right. There's a lot of dancing pumpkins and shit. Tim Curry (laughs) and drag. Yeah, it's a little like The Nightmare Before Christmas like vibe, kind of, but not quite as Tim Burton. It's a 10-minute miniseries. 10-episode... 10 minutes per episode, 10-episode miniseries. You got it. And then that's it. Self-contained. It's over and done with. Everyone's happy with the ending and so on and so forth. Yeah. then over the garden wall. Yeah. it's over. So I think this rewatch for me, I'm done with it for a long, long, long time. Unless I have children. Yeah. Or I have children over. Yeah. It's it's really great. And... uh, I guess. Well, I kind of spoiled it, so I, should I, I should I spoil everything? I think for so. This? I mean, unless people just they're just gonna fast forward this part, right? It's like, yeah. Oh, they're gonna well, okay. Anyway, spoiler spoilers better. for Over the Garden Wall, which I feel like maybe most they made comic watch. books of this thing, and that pisses me off too. Because like, the, if the adventure was so self-contained, why are there these side after the fact adventures? They, they need to keep marketing, man. They need to Ugh. get that get that money. Uh, but yeah, the the whole episodes, all of the episodes take place in this kind of mystical land, and they're trying to find their way home. That's the kind of the core conceit of the show. But then at one point, you get this Saint Elsewhere twist, where you realize that it's because they were actually out. These two people, you think they're this like weird little kid, whatever. They were actually two kids in modern up time. In modern times, well, or in the eighties, dressed up in Halloween costumes. They fall down a hill and fall into some water and they're under the water and this whole thing is like they're shared and it's not clear if, if it's like a like a like a hallucination or maybe like they imply that they actually did go to this they other did, realm they did that james woods thing in contact where like she, what's the twist in contact where yeah, it's like it's, uh, she fell through she, why did she record for four hours or something yeah she fell through but there's like a time dilation effect so she was experienced four hours but like in real time they just saw the thing drop through anyways this shows the same thing they're in the water for a few minutes but it's this whole adventure and it goes through and so then that's that's how the show ends is like oh they just had this experience together but it was like maybe they really experienced it maybe it was a shared delusion we don't know but i just felt like that was a twist that was it kind of undercut the 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 beauty of this like created you know this whole new mythology they made for the show I thought it was really nice and I thought it could stand its own ground and without any kind of twist and it, it still works with the twist it was just a weird way I always find a twist like that 
takes away a little bit from right. from what we but saw. But this was a very detailed twist. They committed a whole episode to this era. It they wasn't do. just a flashback. And and the the era they describe and all that stuff is kind of interesting. And I would have liked to see a separate show. Maybe they'll do a show about those kids there. But yeah. I hear what you're saying. And it just it. I what if there was some distance between you and the show? Because I understand we did. This this was a pickup of like months in the making. Yeah, like you had just you know, like okay, we're gonna watch these, and then it's like oh that's the like, maybe there's just like a little bit of uh, what's it called uh, blue balls or whatever whatever it's called. No, it's like, I think I think honestly like it's I, this is it's a pet peeve of mine. I've always disliked twists unless they're really really well justified. I mean, because it doesn't usually add anything to the plot or to the experience. You know, there's a, there's a few like the sixth sense is might be still the gold standard for a twist, where the twist is it totally changes your perception of the movie. And when you rewatch the movie, it's so well done, all the details hold right. up, so that works. But you know, as a as a as a as a movie making thing, I as think it's, twist a, it's a gimmick. Yeah. It's kind of gimmicky, and it it you know it reduces the effectiveness of everything that came before it if if it's done in a way that doesn't really like totally 100% work so <laughs> well, i don't know but that said over the garden wall is fantastic it swept the annies what, is that is that a I've, you committed to that for a second and i was like is that a real thing the annies uh, they just had their big zootopia sweep it's the it's the oscars for um i'm surprised they don't actually have that it is the annies the annual animated, yeah. I'm not. Oh, oh I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not bull spitting you. No, oh no, my no, God. no. The Annies, yeah. Exactly. I thought that was a, like a really well committed joke. I was oh. like, whoa. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No. I, I like. I'm the boy who cried wolf. I'm the guy who's like, you know, pick me up. I'm, you know, and like, no, I don't believe. Remember last week I talked about the celebrities that died. No, no uh, celebrities. Yeah, died. that's. I wanted to talk about the Queen. She celebrated some goddamn centennial. She's 90, but she wasn't present at the ceremony. No one's seen her. Oh, the Queen. Yeah, I'm that's wondering a running... if she, she's. I wonder if she's like. They, now they're gonna say she she's gone because she had to reach this fucking centennial did they did they weaken at bernie's her you think oh, if they <laughs> haven't they're gonna oh my lord the weekend at the queens yeah you know but we just, were talking about mixing movies right yeah you could so we take the, the queen, queen miniseries no that's the crown oh damn it and then uh the queen was the movie with helen mirren right and so we get helen mirren and uh we get um Oh, that guy from Mannequin, and we get the other guy from, I think, American Werewolf in Paris. Whatever. We get those two guys to play with her dead body. <laughs> I'd watch that. Sure. We'd watch the five minutes of it and then turn it off. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, this is important. That's taste. the funny thing. That would make a good movie. Uh, it seems like a good commercial. <laughs> it would be a, a, a barely a good 15-second sketch, but you know what? I like it. I'd watch it. I'd speaking watch of, it 14 seconds. Speaking of, of 14 seconds, how many movies did we 14 seconds this weekend? Oh, my God, a lot. We did this whole thing where <laughs> we just got on to, like, let's watch opening scenes or opening the credits. The opening. Just like the, the credits or the, the studio <laughs> opening. Yeah. Just to kind of get a flavor and to pretend like we watched it, you know? Yeah, because I, I can't remember how it started, but then I was like, oh, wait, 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 because I, I have this obsession with the opening credits of Panic Room. I think right. they're great. Yeah, I think we watched the opening Panic, Panic Room, Room became a meme after a while because, like, Panic Room started to, like... Uh, uh, city shots with text floating in it and then every other movie after that was trying to do the same thing and you saw a lot of people copying that yeah and but it has a great score by it was a howard shore right and yeah, it's a very this, relaxed howard score coming off his fucking like 
beat drum Lord of the Rings epic. Yeah, it has this real Hitchcockian vibe. It's this ticking time clock kind of bass to the soundtrack. It's so good. And just Amazing. cutting oh. their way through. And you, you look at it and you go, oh, they just shot shots in New York. No, that's all photogrammetry, CGI, because there's impossible shots in there where you're like, how the hell well, did they shoot this? Yeah, the, the font is adjusting to the angle of the camera descending. Yeah, and the and where the camera is is in midair. And you're like, that's impossible. And it's because they took high-resolution photographs all over New York, oh. mapped all these buildings, and then did 3D projections mapping this stuff onto them. This is classic, well, you know, Fincher. Why did, I, why Fincher. did I spend my $70 for that Panagroom special edition if I just had you? <laughs> No man, it's it's it, I, Panic Room is one of those movies I dismissed after I saw it. I was like, ah, eh, whatever. But I I've come to like it a lot more uh, over time. I think it's a pretty well done film. It's you know his his ode to Hitchcock, and it's almost too perfectly put together. Like it's mm. very it's sterile a little bit. Yeah, but definitely. I, I like that. But that's his style. Sterile. That is his style. Oh, the sterile. It was so sterile in Dragon Tattoo. I felt yeah, too, which I didn't cold like. and distant, and you yeah. know everything had anyway. But uh, we watched Election. I remember we watched the opening of that with Matthew Broderick being yeah. a little shit, and yeah. then we watched uh, the opening of uh, the Paper Chase, the the lawyer movie with uh, we, oh, with the yeah. Vilmo Sigmon DP. I, I just showed you that you never heard of this before, and no. it's like oh, this, that's a DOP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Immediately, paper I was like oh Vilmos. But the the Paper Chase is a movie about uh, Harvard uh, Harvard first years trying to just graduate or trying to survive the year, and there's a very English professor who wants everyone to speak up, and he's like a villain who this guy won Best Supporting Actor too. That's funny that that's a movie. I feel like that couldn't be a movie today. No, and it was shot. Be like you want to do a, a movie about teachers? Fuck you, Point Dexter. Well, they did that Freedom Riders with Hilary Swank, and they did that Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, that was a whole thing. They had a lot of teacher They movies. had uh, Edward James Olmos in Stand and Deliver where he's uh, in a ghetto school like Dangerous Minds and he's a math teacher. Did he have the mustache that he had on Miami Vice or no? Uh, he Probably d- not. He did look peculiar. Yeah. Uh, he had it. a great mustache on Miami Vice. He also has like that pockmarked face that like... Talk. That's poor man. Leave his skin alone. No, the pockmarked face, man, it makes him look like hard, you know? He's... Like, um, He's a face in that teacher. Yeah, so the teacher genre movie. I feel like, do you think teachers watch teacher movies? Like, oh, this is, I don't want to be reminded of. of I feel like teachers showed us teacher movies. Teachers show teacher movies. Yeah, That's like, very meta. Yeah. And then you can record your teacher showing that and then show it at the MPAA hearing saying, look, copyright infringement, get her fired, I hate her. <laughs> yeah. She played it for 15 people. That's true, actually. All the time in school, they would play movies for like, at some points. We had two Titanics playing in the library during like uh, exam period if you weren't taking exams. We actually had sep- like on multiple occasions the oh. only movie they had and can, I wonder if oh. you can guess what this is. The only movie they had that they played and they would have whole assemblies. This is totally in violation nope, no. of MPAA guidelines which say you can't like hold an impromptu screening. We had the whole cafeteria filled with everybody and we would watch Volcano. <laughs> The fucking Pierce Brosnan one. Yeah, right? I know. No, that's Dante's Peak, but... Oh, no, yeah, Dante's Peak. That's it. Dante's okay, Peak. not Tommy Lee Jones and... No, no, no. Wow. Okay. It was Dante's Peak. Now I don't know Pierce how to react Brosnan. to that news. You were wrong, but I that's so wrong. funny. Like, I can't even distinguish I wish it was Volcano. Even yeah. if, if you had said if you had said Dante's Peak correctly, I would have laughed. Even I would have been <laughs> Volcano is worse than Dante's Peak. Yeah, Dante, but that's so funny. Yeah, that You're, was. And the, you were at Catholic high school. Yep. What's and, so Catholic about it? You want to hear a funny Catholic high school movie? I had an English teacher who I would lend her like Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion and others VHSs just for fun for the weekend. And I brought her The Untouchables, Brian De Palma's The Untouchables with Costner and whatever on the VHS. You lent this to who? My English teacher. Oh, okay. Miss Mer. And then all yeah. of a sudden, uh, 
my buddy sees that I brought it and he's like, oh, can I borrow it this weekend? And my, she's like, yeah, sure. So I give it to him. And then he goes to religion class. And in world religions, we're learning about Indian caste systems. And untouchables are, in fact, the lowest of the caste system or something. I, oh, school works, people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Nick pop, or my friend pops out this VHS and boom, it's the untouchables. And it's a substitute. It's a teacher who doesn't teach world religions. And so she's like, oh, if it's a movie about untouchables, I guess we'll watch it. Oh, no. 15 minutes in or 10 minutes in. There's like a major shoot. There's right a little the girl beginning. who gets blown up by a suitcase and a bomb. Oh, and uh, then then <laughs> this is all in one day. But mind you, did and this cause like a like a cascade? I'm going to I'm going to tell uh, this volcano story. <laughs> So my my uh, as my I think it's third period and fourth period I'm going to class and uh, my English teacher is telling me that the vice principal downstairs had turned it off brought the kid down with the VHS and then my teacher who I let, initially lent the VHS saw, saw the vice principal shaking the VHS with no sound behind glass door and so she went in to save the day and be like no that was mine I didn't mean to do that my English teacher saved me from that and gave me back my VHS whoa. Yeah. At the last minute, yeah. Shout out to T to Mrs. Burp. Yeah, great job, great job, Miss Mc Miss McNab. Yeah, she was pretty cool. I saw her at a Bon Jovi concert. You just once. outed McNab. Yeah, is she yeah. is she old now? Probably, probably, probably with her son and family in the East Coast. Oh, she was an East Coaster. Yeah, yeah. we're giving away way too much personal information. I'll bleep it all out. Oh no, um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so that was the movie that that they played all the time at our school. Dante's Dante Peak because they only had a couple of VHS. That's so cheap. Yeah, it wasn't even on on DVD. Did they VHS. find it? And who who suggested it? There's murder in that. There's movie. There's murder. I I I'll, for to this day I always remember the people in the hot springs getting boiled. Everyone to death. remembers that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and the grandmother sacrificing herself. Yeah. We should just call this spoiler spoiler. So, so this is spoiler space. Say, with Sean and John. If you say spoiler in the mirror three times, you'll see a spoiler. Oh, okay. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, you get to see Jack take over Christmas. Ah, oh, damn it. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, you, you get to see everyone die in Hateful Eight. Oh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, they don't stay together in La La Land. Oh, damn it. I'm going to see that one. <laughs> Good. I wanted something to actually affect me. Although I feel, I feel like I read or that. Or do they? Oh, he saved it. That's been spoiler, spoiler, spoiler with Sean and John. This is great. I'm glad because this is like a, a way to test John's encyclopedic knowledge of movie shit. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Forrest doesn't get AIDS. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, spoiler, yeah. spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I, that, I could do a whole episode. I would love to. I was actually hoping we could do an episode one day where we do the... Not the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but see how sh how we can connect like Robert De Niro and Alicia Silverstone, by the way, by the shortest amount of movies and talent. So like you can connect De Niro to... Sorry, uh, explain it again. So you want to connect them with the... Least amount of uh, con of connections. So not like in six ways, but in, yeah, I guess six ways. That's how you play the six degrees. It's you're, So just play six degrees. Yeah, but make yeah make De Niro and... Here, De Niro and Silverstone. Oh, you just want to play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with De Niro is and that Silverstone. How, is that what it's called? I've never played it. But, like, but six, it's just connecting things in six, okay. six degrees. And you can use... I mean, there are various places that explain how like what kind of rules you have against it. But I don't know if there's an official rule set. And it's all about the Illuminati, too. I don't, I don't know about Because that's that. why they're connected. Like the contracts, they all sign and... Well, if, that, if that's the case, I could just go Robert De Niro, Illuminati, Illuminati, Hollywood, <laughs> Silverstone, you yeah. know, so then I could, that's the cheat, you know. <laughs> One degree of Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, two, well, it was, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, spoiler, 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 damn. Spoiler, 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 it's just like a, a literally just a game. Wait, that's I, what we did today. It was just, that's all we did. We didn't ruin LA Confidential. We, we 
made it safe this whole time. Yeah, actually, we, were, we, we did. Didn't we didn't ruin a no, thing. No, we didn't good. say who died. We didn't I was say... going to, but you know what? Now it's passed. Yeah. It's done. We'll leave yeah. that one. That's... We'll leave. We'll leave you something. That is that folks. is Hollywood gold. That movie. That is. And here's the here's the thing about LA Confidential. You compare it to Titanic. That was if you. The Just... Oscars are. It's like graduating from Harvard if you get an Oscar. You know what I mean? You, some people earn it. Some people don't. Yeah, and it's a it's still a fucking honor. And uh, Titanic swept in LA Confidential same year, right? Ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety seven. I think maybe ninety eight categories. But who hosted that year? I would say Billy Crystal. I would say Billy Crystal too, or Whoopi. No, I know I know Whoopi did the Elizabeth year because she was wearing white makeup and Elizabeth garb. Yeah, right. I remember that. And too. she did the Moulin Rouge year because she came down Nicole Kidman style. Yeah, oh, the Oscars. I, who's the Academy host- Awards? Who's hosting this year? Do you know? It's Kimmel. Oh, huh, that might be funnier. He's, he's, he's funny. Yeah, like It'll be more joke-driven than like hope, you know, uh, stunt-driven. I hope Guillermo's there. Del Toro or no, Navarro? Guillermo is uh, uh, Kimmel's uh, security oh guard. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll probably do a bit. I feel like they have to do a bit with I him. I hope he's actually at the ceremony. Oh, he will, and he always gets drunk. He like does shots with celebrities oh, in the line. This going to be fun. Everyone, uh, I'm looking at Sean's calendar. February 26th is a Sunday. Uh, watch the Academy Awards on... YouTube until they take it down, and then if you have live in Canada, use your Bell program or whatever the hell. Yeah. Know. How are you going to watch them? I'm going to try and find... Would they uh, play it at a bar? But they do an actual stream of it. Uh, really? The Academy? Yeah, they, they started streaming. Like, you have to be in the U.S. Then? No, I think starting last year, they did one that was like international, uh, um, uh, or you could just watch it on that. So, f- you know, use, use your skills to find a stream of it or watch it on actual TV. But I'm definitely going to watch it, and I have a few movies. I, I, I have a list of movies I'm going to get through. The movies I've decided on watching right now are Moonlight... La La Land, Hidden Figures, I've already seen Arrival, and there was maybe one other one I was going to watch. So I'm Oh, s- uh, Casey by the Sea? Maybe not. Casey by the Sea? Yeah, I don't feel like... I, I, we talked about it last... My feelings on Casey are colored now, and I don't I don't think I can, I can kind of watch that movie with an open mind. Uh, it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but, you know... But then, it, yeah... There was a tipping point where I was like, oh, people are just talking about stuff, and then I read, like, detailed stuff, no. and I was like... The internet I, giveth I, and the internet taketh take away. away. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that one. But uh, you know I hear it's good and shit. <laughs> Whatever. L.A. Confidential is not good and shit. It's a it's great, great and shit. Oh, I think after today we'll leave it alone again, like over the garden wall. We put these we put these away after yeah. we're done watching them and yeah, watching done. them. We're, we're done. You know, package that up. Unless and... it's Showgirls. Yeah, Showgirls can Showgirls you can watch over and over. I can again. let it come out and play. Showgirls is the most insane movie I've ever seen, and and we keep talking about it, but it's fucking crazy. I want to talk about mom movies for a minute. Mom movies, there was what like mom, <laughs> like this... LA Confidential is a mom movie. I think like you watch that with your mom. Yeah, well, it's a little the actors. Yeah, and she'll forgive the violence. Not like I don't the, the violence. Assuming the that all mothers are the, the same boobs. with that same. There's kind a lot of... of boobs, but a lot of dead boobs. I don't like that. A lot of the slow reveal dead bodies. Slow reveal dead bodies was a joke in the movie where like. Every other reveal was like this creeper right around a bed or like over a coffee table. There was so much of that. And I was only on the millionth rewatch that you're like, oh my God. Yeah, because yeah. that's why it's so padded, this movie. It's the slow reveal. The but that's, sl- that's a good noir yeah. technique. Yeah, exactly. Who is it? Oh my God, it's them. Oh, the, the slow reveal. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess the, the, I guess, the, yeah, the dead air means, you know, the we're dead getting, air. We're getting close to the end, you know. We're we're sometimes we're get, we're concise, sometimes we're not. Well, it's uh, just we're so pro- we have nothing to say today, or no, we just we have wanted, we've watched so much, and we just, I guess the point is you have to let it sit on you. Yeah, and the dead air is nice. Just, the dead air you is collect nice. Your, collect your breath. Yeah, you no, can, we and I think we've said what we needed to say. Someone tonight. might be knocking on your door, and you won't hear it because we're talking so loudly. <laughs>
Just kidding. That was me on the desk. We could do more spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. That sounds like a lot of fun. That is, but I want to. <laughs> we need to structure it more because I just don't want to. <laughs> no, it's fun to play off Whoa, the cuff. Uh, what's his face? Cromwell. I did some investigating because it, it would kill me if I knew the name of the guy. Uh, what's his? Dudley Smith was the LA Confidential guy, but uh, in Star Trek, it was um, Zikram. Cochran, uh, Zephram Cochran. Is that right? Is that right? Zephram Cochran. Okay, good. Yeah, that's it. Zephram Cochran. Driving you mother effing bananas up the banana yeah. wall. Yeah, Zephyr Zephyr Cocker. Oh man, I don't know. The, I forgot already. It drives me nuts sometimes when you hear that. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah, the the wrong name and somebody continually name. saying the wrong name and you're listening. And you're like, no, it's Zephyr Cocker. <laughs> what are you saying, dear? Yeah, it's like stop shouting at your podcast. Oh, that's true. Ugh. It's infuriating. Who listened? That I don't know what that impression was. I was making it sound like old people listen to podcasts. Maybe they do. Well, they do, but they don't realize it. it's called the radio. Like they just look at the radio. Honey. There's the radio on the internet now. <laughs> I found the internet. On I just the like I like that joke of like shouting. a guy yelling to his wife, "Honey, honey, you can search for radio shows now. It's amazing." You know, just like yelling at somebody. You're you have no love for old people, do you? <laughs> I don't think anybody does that aside from like in shitty bits like this. Oh, you know, where the, it's the like elder abuse in this country is no <laughs> Jesus Christ laughing matter. On that note, I'm gonna go. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna go real dark place there. I'm not no, so was I, but I pulled back earlier. Yeah. We were talking about uh, men in blacking someone. Yeah, and the, it's good. We're gonna we're keeping it. We're we're not censoring ourselves. No, we're just trying to not be too. We talked about LA. I think LA Confidential is the darkest thing about. I keep bringing up saying LA Confidential. LA Confidential. LA Confidential. This blah is, blah Confidential. This is this he, is. They say it confidential in the movie. Do you remember when they say that? LA Confidential. No, they do don't they, say the they title. Don't, they don't do a title drop. No, they say confidential when Stenslin is saying because they meet in the parking lot before he goes to the night owl and he's like, "I got a date. It's confidential." And then is LA Confidential. No, and. Uh, and what does Crow say in regard? He goes, uh, "Oh, what did you arrest her for?" <laughs> These bros, right? Wow. The cocking. We call it, We gave it two cocks up because of the cocks. The two, the guys two, two and the shotgun, the two one-handed shotgun, you know, pumps. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie. Yeah. And if you, that's the kind of movie you have to turn down uh, at certain moments. You know, those movies where you have to adjust the volume during yeah. the movie. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You're holding. It's like you're pressing brake on your car and you're turning. Down yeah, the volume, it, yeah, it gets it gets real loud. A lot of a lot of no Tommy guns though. That was past. That was later than Tommy guns. I guess. And yeah, uh, there's machine guns and there's shot a lot of shotguns. A lot of good shotgun. There use was in that Tommy movie. guns ish because there were the gangsters who got killed in their car when Danny DeVito's doing his magazine. Montage. Yeah, but I don't think they were using Tommy guns. They were like, using machine guns, but not. Yeah. Oh wow. Boys with guns, like that was that movie. That's the movie. Boys with guns. Little boys with guns. <laughs> Little boys. Oh, oh man! Well, I, I'm just so happy we saw. It. I'm just thinking of all the memories of us watching the movie because it was more than just homework. It was like no, sitting and just no, it was super taking fun. it all in. I'm really glad that was one of the one of, one of the more enjoyable films I've seen in in a while. Yeah, you know, it was nice to watch a big Hollywood movie again and and a good big prove Hollywood its movie. worth because they don't make. I mean, I guess La La Land is what people are talking about as the new big Hollywood movie. You know, of this year, people hated Chicago when it came out and still won. Yeah, I didn't like Chicago. A two Towers should have won, is what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> um, God, uh, you have those two movies in the same year. Who's going to remember anything else? Yeah, I I really don't like the Lord of the Rings films. 
I know, I and I love a, the books, and I, I, I just don't like the movies. People still buy the Blu-rays for people at Christmas. They yeah, still buy yeah. the 40-wad Blu-ray. Yeah. And you got to get up and put that shit in your goddamn machine and sit back down if the disc is for tarnished. For four hours for the like un, unedited version? Uh, I can't do it. I don't know. It's sad. I guess some people are burdened by the rewatch. Some people are burdened by the rewatch. Like but, me. But Lord of the Rings, come on. That would be a hard... Actually, that might. I maybe I have to rewatch those. That's a dare. That's Are a, you daring me to rewatch those? No, I would never do that to you. There's so much more better. John, than, you're a good friend. I would never. Like, okay, maybe Star Trek. That's the only dare I'll take. Because I, I, I oh, you can't. don't like what? What's the one you've seen the most? Series wise? No, no. T- movie wise, have you seen most of them? Well, First Contact is like the Azkaban of that whole thing. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I like the motion picture. I actually haven't seen that. The motion pictures. I haven't seen any of the ones before the next gen movies. I've seen a few of those. They're yeah. pretty like. So so. It's like being in a Sears department store for two hours. It's just, That's not a good. All I can think of is like yellow lighting and like bad customer. Some service. acting. There's like acting in it. Some weird. But the motion picture is a motion picture. It's directed by the guy who did uh, West Side Story. You ever see that Best Picture winner? West Side Story. I think I did see a long time ago. That's with the dancing and stuff. That's so much singing, dancing. singing gangs and shit. Uh, singing gangs with yeah. like you know pocket knives light, or switch light blades. topical racial issues. Right. Yeah. Right. Sprinkled because there's Puerto Ricans and like. And uh, white guys, sharks. I, I guess know. they couldn't address. Uh, weird. That's weird. I don't, I don't even want to get into that. No, it's not good. No, that's why. That's why the movies, other movies, can get into that. Crash won Best Picture, so that'll be the end of that on issues regarding multi characters. Man, Crash is an awful movie. Crash, it's, it's so bad. It was four stars at uh, Roger Ebert's Best Movie of the Year. How? It's so. It's such a bad movie. That is a miniseries. You know they made an HBO miniseries of LA Confidential, and it went to uh, what with Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Vincennes. What? Uh, with the same font and uh, really, I looked it up and after the movie, after the movie, two thousand three, HBO did it, but it was canceled. Like it never aired. Oh, like like Fincher's uh, video. Syncrasy, I think, is another. He was going to make it. He made, I think, a couple episodes of a uh, 80s inspired music video production kind of miniseries. And uh, HBO pulled the plug on that. And they had already shot the episode. They had shot some stuff. Yeah. Comfior was in it and Rooney Mara. Wow. And, or that was something. Uh, yeah. And uh, Christ Almighty. So then, yeah, they pulled the plug on that. But, and so it's a special feature on the Blu ray of LA Confidential. You can watch that. Oh, wow. Cool. I don't know if I'd watch that. No, I'd be Keith curious. Keith Sutherland as the, key, as the Kevin Spacey uh, character. No, that seems like a big step down. Yeah. But it's no just. No offense to Keith's. Keith's. Kiefer. I shouldn't say Keith's because I might confuse little Keith's with Kiefer. Poor, uh, poor little Keith Sutherland. He's not. He was. Uh, he was riding the subway in Toronto this summer in the heat. Did you hear about this awfulness no. last summer? The Toronto Metro car was the hottest goddamn place in the world, and people and just uh, not not in the world literally, but it was just absolute hell on earth to be on that Metro car forever. And so I think the mayor did it for a day as a dare, and he couldn't handle it. And uh, oh wow! But Kiefer was on it, and he was uh, being cool about it. Jeez, you well. can look it up. I will look it up. And uh, is there any spoiler, spoiler, spoiler where he's involved in the spoiler of something? Uh, he was in this really bad horror movie that had like people looking into mirrors and ripping. I think faces it was Call up. Mirrors. Oh yeah, you're right. You're absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god, he doesn't kill those boys in Stand by Me at the end of it. Okay, so that's the spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I didn't even know that. God damn it! All right, we're gonna wrap this up for today. That's been spoiler, 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 aka watch rewatch. I'm Sean. And I'm John. And we'll see you next week. Spoiler.